0: Today's guest is a gentleman that I met about five years ago. Our companies have done business, I guess, a handful of times in those five years, and wanted to have him on first because he showed interest, but second, I thought he'd be a great guest because he's, he's done a full circle in his career, and it's, it's a fascinating, interesting story, which I'm looking forward to sharing, and actually him sharing as well. Mick Bigwood Jr., welcome to the show. Nick, how you doing? And good to
1: see you. Good to see you, too.
0: And listen to you for, for all the uh, people that are listening via audio.
1: <laughs> yes, sir.
0: What I found interesting, which I just learned preparing to have this conversation, was uh, you're a fellow college baseball guy like myself. I, I did not know that.
1: I am. So played uh, four years. It's now Delaware Valley University. Uh, played four years there and, you know, had a great time starting pitcher and, you know, met lifetime friends that I still Mm -hmm. talk to and, you know, the alumni games and stuff like that pop up. So it's, you know, some good relationships and definitely wouldn't change any of it. So.
0: yeah, No, it it was a great experience for myself too. One thing that I'm super jealous about seeing that you played in Prague checklists, uh, Czech Republic during your summer graduation. I did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. After ju- after junior year, got invited to go over for like three weeks and we played different teams over there. Some of the, there was a couple of national teams, but guys and girls, there was a softball team and it went as well. But, you know, from all over the country, got invited, invited to go. And I still see some of them on social media. A mm-hmm. buddy of mine from Colorado that I met out there was in my wedding. So built relationships that way. My best friend now from college, from Del Valle, he went with me both years. So. You know got to play with the college teammate over there we've met friends and traveled around a little bit so it was czech republic after junior year and then we went to holland after senior year first you know asked to go back and said yeah absolutely we'll do it again
0: very cool and it was two three week stints.
1: yeah yep yeah we went uh you know traveled around played in they had a tournament that they set up you know experienced some of the the local, you know, mm-hmm. historical nature of, of Europe, obviously it's all over the place, but, you know, got yeah. to see some of the kids, the kids would come to the games. It was, you know, as a, as a college baseball player, you know, you go over there and the, the kids were, you know, they looked at us as, as heroes, you know, we're essentially, I guess you don't want to say nobody, but you know, they wanted our autograph. They wanted, Hey, can I have a batting glove? Can I have a, you know, different things. So it, it was special. Yeah, I'm sure it was, man.
0: It had been an awesome experience. So after DelVal, you got a BS in sports management, and then it looks like you went to Canisius College to get a master's?
1: I did. I went back. So graduated with a business degree sports management from Del DelVal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess going to college, first one in my family to go to college, didn't know a whole lot, applied to three different schools, didn't have a whole lot of help from you know I mean my my family helped to get in but not a whole lot of help I guess from high school coaches and I mean they were great and guidance counselors they were great but it, it was a big push for college obviously and that's what a lot of this is about wanted to get away from home wanted to have the opportunity to possibly play baseball so uh, went to Del Valle graduated you know 5 with sports management degree didn't know exactly what I wanted to get into. So bounce around a little bit, indoor facilities, they're still big, you know, but obviously with mm-hmm. COVID that's hit hard a little bit now. So I, I went through different things in some of the professional sports, which was hard to get into. I landed in college athletics a little bit, and that was kind of the path I thought I wanted to take and stay in college athletics. So I went back and got my master's from Canisius mm-hmm. uh, online for, it took me a couple of years and you know, I got that thinking, hey, this might propel me a little bit or, you know, help me get my foot in the door somewhere, which not that it didn't. But, you know, the mindset was, you know, maybe I need a little bit more to put on my resume to show that, you know, hey, just let me in. Let me let me see what we can do here.
0: Mm hmm. Now, the various indoor facilities, you know, you were business managers, director, general manager. You know, there's a slew of areas, you know, of different different facilities that you were part of. Without getting into the specifics, there, did, where did you where did you want to want to be? Did, did you where did you see yourself going? Obviously, you said you wanted to be in in college, you know, athletics. But did you have an ideal like job or position that you were trying to get to?
1: Nothing. I mean, it was it was nothing specific. I mean, you know, yeah i have I have friends that you know graduate with sports management degrees, sports mm-hmm. administration degrees and and do very well. They're in you know different parts of the country, you know run booster clubs some uh they're they're general managers for large facilities you know places like the wells fargo center uh you know so so that's I guess obviously the draw when you hear that as a high school kid, hey, you can get into professional mm-hmm. sports and you can do this and okay yeah let's let's do it so I think the initial You know, was just let's go in as a get a major and get some get the the core academics out of the way and graduated with the degree, but it it, there was really no direction. I guess it was really of where can I get in? You know, I I applied for everything from unpaid internships even after I graduated, unpaid internships, paid internships. You know, there's a lot of colleges in Philly local area, so there's a lot locally to try and get into. It just it just wouldn't happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were also uh, with the South Jersey Warriors. You were the coach for that for uh, four years. How was that experience?
1: Yeah, so down your way, Swedesboro. Mm-hmm. I just took my son down there. He, he played for them in the fall. So they're one of the, you know, youth travel programs that, that have been around a long time. When I started working with them before I had kids, they had two or three teams. When I left, there was 13 or 14 teams. So I still talk to those guys. I don't know exactly how many teams they have now but the the youth athletics is you know that was big too so we had a little facility for a little while that that I ran there uh, the sports zone and the Warriors practiced out of there so you know I, I see now some of those kids were my son's age six seven eight years old nine years old and now they're you know they're high school seniors they're graduated from college, so. Just from that standpoint, watching a lot of those kids that I coached grow and, and you know, take their paths in life is rewarding.
0: No, got it. And that brings me to where you are today. You expressed that your family, you know, were blue collar workers and you took a different path. And now you have since in 2014 has taken over a family business where I actually created a, a new entity of the business. And I'd like to have you talk a little bit about, you know, that process and how it got to that point when you decided that was going to be your path.
1: So I think it was more of, you know, not that I look at the I I looked at the trades as a bad thing. The work ethic was there. The hard work Mm -hmm. was there. It wasn't like I, I wanted to do that. I summers would work with, you know, with my family on different projects. You know, if I was going from college, I was working, you know, one to make money, take back to school, obviously, you know, I had, I had books to pay for and and other things. So that was always there. It was more of the consistency watching the struggle and, and by no means did, did my family, you know, live in poverty, but it wasn't easy, you know, watching my dad run to the mailbox every day, you know, waiting on checks and, you know, just that consistency was like, Hey, Al, you know, is this what I want to do from that standpoint? How do I get something to the next level? And I want to raise a family. I want to, you know, how do I pay my mortgage? You know, yeah. there was mm-hmm. times where stuff like that was hard for my family, you know, having to pay bills. And I'm like, how do, how do I do this? So when it came back to it, when it circled back after, after my degrees and, you know, it, it kind of fell back into my lap. I talked to my wife and said, what do we do here? If, if, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to, I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm going to go after it and see what happens. So it was more of me not necessarily choosing that path. I think more so chose me.
0: Okay. And the company is called Big Woods Custom Painting. And Mick is the owner operator of the company, uh, residential and commercial custom painting with some customers, chains like Yard House, Starbucks, Magianos, brick house, Apple stores, to name a few. When you started in two thousand and fourteen, how long did it take you to get to a point where you started really settling in and feeling comfortable with what you were doing?
1: So the last couple of years have been good. The residential we still do and the residential is what you know got us through COVID for a couple of months, you know, the commercial end. I mean, it's as, as you know, some of it shut down for a little while until that started mm-hmm. picking back up again. But It took me from 14, I guess, really till 17, a good three years to, you know, get in with a lot of the contacts I have now. It took a lot of networking and just, you know, emails and phone calls and just trying to get on bid lists and and building relationships. So the last two years have been good, but it took a good three or four years to get to that Mm -hmm. point. And it'll be in May, it'll be seven years that we're technically in business as a new entity.
0: Yeah. No, I can relate, relate to those timelines indeed, for sure. And just to name a little bit about what Mix company does, services. They do power washing, finish sheetrock, which they hang and they tape and finish it, wallpaper removal, wall covering install, woodwork staining, epoxy floors, and even carpentry repairs. What is the percentage of residential work to commercial work?
1: Not a lot. So Mm -hmm. it's only 5% probably residential. I'm 95% commercial Yeah, where I can grow, especially this year. And, you know, that's one of the goals, not that we don't do the residential. A lot of it, the commercial jobs, you can't control the schedule as much. And it's tough to put that residential in those commercial schedules. So, you know, it's a small percentage. We still do it, but that's definitely an area where we can grow and we're going to grow. You know, especially this coming year. But yeah, the commercial is something that I went after hard. You know, that was one of the changes that I I made on my end, and it's been it's been good to us.
0: And as far as company size, you know, volume of work, employees, whatever you like to share, just to give people
1: perspective on on what you have built in the last six years. So we have, I mean, we've grown, you know, quite a bit from small family owned business, which is still family owned. I have, I have eight employees under me. I'm getting ready to bring on a project manager starting February 1st to kind of handle some of the residential stuff and and grow the business in different areas. Mm -hmm. Take a lot off my plate, take a lot off my foreman's plate, Conrad, who you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're looking to make, you know, more changes in 2021, but just this year alone, 2020 was our best year and we grew 55, 60% just from the year before Mm -hmm. this past year. Awesome. Uh, so every, every year we've grown and, you know, we, we keep going up, which is, you know, obviously what everybody wants to do and it goes back to having a good team and working hard and, and just, you know, setting goals and and keep moving the goalpost and trying to reach them.
0: Yeah. And, and you certainly will. I mean, making my experience with you and your team, you know, when I first met you, my project manager was running the job and I came out just to check on it and, and uh had no idea the owner of the company was uh right there with his guys you know painting away and 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 getting it done and doing everything we were asking of you guys uh very service oriented it's always a pleasure working with
1: you guys yeah absolutely i mean and that's you know it's it's hard for me to from a mechanic standpoint get out of the field but i'm not in the field as much as you know i've been in the past i have some flexibility to get out of it but if the job has to get done, you know, it, it has to get done. And, and if that means me, yeah. you know, throwing on the painter's whites and getting out there and, and painting, that's what I got to do. So schedules, you know, you get jammed up, but it takes a lot to build these relationships and you got to do everything you can to keep them. You know, if, if I don't, yeah. you know, just say, Hey, we can't make it, but if I can free myself up or I got to go by myself, there's been many times where I've had to go out of state by myself for three or four days just to, keep the job moving and mm-hmm. keep the contractors happy and don't ruin those relationships. And I think that's a lot of the reason why we are successful and mm-hmm. have built those relationships and contractors and homeowners, and they keep calling us to come back and do their work.
0: Yep. And in a commercial you know, perspective, me as a GC, you know, the fact that you, provide the small carpentry, you know, the drywall, the patching, you know, to get the substrate what it needs to be because we ran into some issues and you know without not needing to get another, you know, contractor or subcontractor there you, you're able to handle that, which is great. And it's it's right. a great, you know, right. another service to provide.
1: Yeah, and it's not something that I necessarily have to go, you know, to go after to sell, mm-hmm. you know, I guess necessarily making making more money. I'm not we're not doing it to make more money, but like you said to make anybody's life easier of you know hey can yes. you can you throw up a little bit a bit of trim here or can you do this little little stuff we don't take own anything big but you know helping to move the job forward and get the job done that's what you know makes everybody's life easier
0: that solves a problem for us for sure yeah no it's 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 a good one and 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 i really love that about your company you know offering that service hey guys it's nick I have a short message from our sponsor, MPC Builders. With well over 40 years of combined construction related experience in both the residential and commercial markets, MPC Builders services the New Jersey and Philadelphia metro areas. Check out our website at MPCBuilders.net or you can call me directly at 856 217 1750 And I'd be happy to answer any questions you have about your construction project. Where do you think you're heading? Where do you want to be in the next five years? Where do you see your company?
1: So we've grown. We're a small business, but with, you know, eight to 10 employees, you know, that's a decent size. Yes, it is. I don't want to, you know, I I want to get bigger. Obviously, I don't want to get, you know, bigger to where I can't you know, keep my finger on everything and and let it get out of control. But a lot of that, you know, is based on finding the right people, you know, putting the right people in in place. And, you know, everybody has a hard time with hiring. And I put out another job posting again, you know, just trying to find the right fit of somebody coming in from a, you know, a, a laborer, a mechanic, a foreman, whatever the case may be. But if I don't have people to replace the people under me, Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we can't move necessarily move forward or I can't give my current team more responsibilities if we don't have anybody to replace them. And, and that's, you know, even when it comes down, you know, to me, you, you want to work, somebody had said that to me, you know, a couple of years ago, but you want to work to replace yourself. If you work to replace yourself, then you can grow from there and, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, if, if obviously another few employees, two to five employees. I don't want to get, you know, too big, but if I'm around 15, you know, and the more quality team members I have that, that help me, the more work I can bid and, you know, to where we're still doing quality work. We're not, we're not mm-hmm. taking away from that to where yep. I have 15 painters working for me, but five of them really aren't worth anything. I'm just sending them to have bodies on the job. That's mm-hmm. That's not what we want to do. We're not hiring employees just to, to get more work and just to send bodies on the job. We're going to pay attention and and do the work we do now.
0: Got it. And how about your reach, your East coast reach? Uh, Would you consider, you know, traveling further? You talk a little bit about, you know, how far your reach is as well.
1: Yeah. So we've done, and by no means did I think that, you know, I'd be working in New York city. I'd be taking jobs in, in Boston. Mm -hmm. We've done it. We've done, you know, we've done restaurants in Boston. We've, we're in Times Square right now doing a yard house. So we've gone down to DC, Virginia, we've gone up to, you know, different parts of PA. So there's a good, you know, 10 States that we've done work in, you know, over the last three years, Connecticut, I'll go where the work is if it makes sense. And yeah, you know, especially with a lot of the relationships I have now, if they want me to go and they ask me to go, I'm going to go. So. I've bid stuff in Georgia. I've bid stuff in Arizona for contractors that we currently do work for that Mm. have good relationships with some of these restaurant owners and, you know, general managers and they want them to do the work. They want me to do the work. And if it makes sense for everybody, my team's willing to go, let's do it.
0: No, I love that about you. And and that's gonna help your with that attitude and mentality is gonna help you to grow. I mean, there's a lot of contractors that just won't Go past a certain radius. You know they right, don't want right. to. They don't want to move any further than 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 where they're currently at. And if right. if you don't follow your clients, right, every time you do that, that's opening up more potential, more opportunities. And you, you can't shut that door. You
1: can't. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm I always that. afraid that if I say no, you know, and mm-hmm. I've I've learned to say no, you know. But but if I say you know if it's something I can I think we can do. I'm going to do it. But Mm -hmm. I'm always afraid that if I don't go, you know, who's to say that they don't find another painter or, you know, another contractor. And, you know, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of good ones out there, you know, they would and they use other ones. I'm not their only Mm -hmm. painter. But, you know, if they start to build that relationship, then it takes work away from me. I've worked hard to build those relationships. It took me with multiple relationships I have now it took me over a year just to get on the bid list you know and I would bid for months and not even get in the door and finally make a phone call and just say hey what do I got to do where am I at how do I get your work you know once we're in you know you're not gonna want anybody else
0: yeah and maintain that relationship too that takes work you always have to do that and that's what you're doing You're, you're saying yes I'll travel with you I mean they could take it personally if you say no and, and what happens when our industry eventually slows down? You know, the fact that you weren't traveling, you know, right. that, it can affect you many different ways.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even the, you know, we do a lot of big work. We still do the, the small work, too. So little stuff turns mm-hmm. into can very easily turn into big stuff. So, yes, it can. you know, somebody yes, calls and even from a homeowner standpoint, somebody calls and said, hey, I got a bathroom. Can you take this wallpaper down? Sure. We're going to go look at it. We're going to give them a price and, you know, try and get the mm-hmm. job and do the job that could potentially turn into more work in their home or, you know, this homeowner mm-hmm. could, you know, work for a big company that now their office space needs to be painted yep. there. Exactly. You know, they know different people. So building those relationships, yep. you know, we just did work personally in your home. Hey, I got mm-hmm. a business, you know, or I've got, you know, 15 rental properties or whatever the case may be. And it's happened to us. Yep. It's, you know, it's, yep. I'm sure it's, sure it's happened to you. It's happened to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, You always have to, to keep that mentality. And uh, no, that's,
1: We would do maintenance stuff. We still do for, you know, different companies or that's how some of my restaurant stuff started. It started with a high school friend that's a manager at an olive garden in Delaware. And we would do touch-ups for him. And it started as a phone call to my brother at the time. And, and it was, Hey, we're too busy. We can't really get to it. It got back to me. And I said, no, we're not, we're not too busy. Let's see how we can make this work. So You know, we went in, we set something up where we went in once a quarter, we touched up his restaurant, but after six months or so, he said, Hey, my restaurant's up for remodel. I'm going to give the superintendent your card. And they called and that was, you know, five plus years ago that we did our first Olive Garden. I never did anything like that. It was a remodel, Mm -hmm. but it started from touch-ups in his restaurant and now has, you know, blown up the GC. Likes us doing his work, and they they call Mm -hmm. back, and so that little stuff, that touch up in that restaurant, has now turned into to multiple jobs and a relationship for years to come, just from something small. You know, you never know. And I didn't, you know, I took it off the chin. I didn't know what I was getting Mm -hmm. myself into. I finished that job. I worked a good two weeks by myself, working nights and putting in hours because, you know, I was going to lose money. You know, or and if Uh, I work by myself, hey, I'm not paying my guys. I'm yep. gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Took it off the chin and said, I don't know if I don't know if I wanna get into this. I don't know if I wanna do it. And and I made friends with the carpenter on the job. He wasn't even the general, you know, the general contractor. He was just the carpenter. And six months came up and another restaurant came up and the G C said, Hey, do you know a painter? And he said, Yeah, the one that did Delaware. They were awesome. But mm-hmm. so the G C didn't they weren't there a whole lot, didn't remember who we were. Mm-hmm. Carpenter did. I made friends with the carpenter and you know, the rest is history at this point.
0: Yeah, you probably what restaining the bars and and woodwork and
1: yeah we do probably yeah we're doing we do. it all. Yep, I mean that's that's big the preventative maintenance type stuff. You know these restaurants obviously a lot of them are shut down now and and the capacity is limited. But you keeping up that presence and hey my restaurant's clean and keeping up on stuff like the bar. You know who wants to sit at a bar that just you know looks beat up. And so we yeah. go in and refinish it. And, and it. even yeah. that, you know, we've done one bar and then it turns into 50 tables. We're refinishing in the restaurant, you know?
0: I do. Yep. You recently sent me a quote, playing business is acting like you are running a business, but without actually doing business. I took to that quote, who said yep. it and what, and what does that mean to you?
1: So I read it, you know, I, I'm all, as you, you scroll through stuff and you mm-hmm. know, that may have came from, maybe entrepreneur.com or, or one of those, but you know, it's, there's articles on there you can read and, you know, you get different viewpoints and like it it clicks, like you said, it clicks, Mm -hmm. it clicks for you. But just because, you know, anybody can go open a business, you know, I can, I can call the state of New Jersey and say, Hey, I want to start this business. They give you an EIN. And then, you know, now you're an LLC or a sole proprietor or whatever the case may be. Anybody can do that, you know, but, what you want out of that business, you know, what are your goals? What everybody wants to, at the end of the day, you want to profit, you want to be successful. There's a lot of people that, that fail, unfortunately. And I think, you know, it's not just starting a business, you know, it's going back to building those relationships and, Mm -hmm. you know, playing business. And that's part of what it said in there too, is okay, well, Hey, this is a write-off. I can go do this now, or let's go out to dinner. And a lot of people, play business you know but but it takes work to be in business and get after it
0: execution on many levels yeah and and that's what i think a lot of people lack
1: when they see how hard it really is it's not easy by no means i mean you know that and that's why why a lot of people probably give up too and there's times where i've said hey do i really want to do this do i you know i don't want to do anything else like i i don't want to go back and work for anybody else it's There's no limit to what we can do. There's no cap on, you know, money that we can make. You know, you, Mm -hmm. you control your own destiny. It's, you know, if if I want to make more money, I'm going to do more work and I'm going to build more relationships. And, you know, there's no limit to that. Me, you know, in the facilities I was in before in, you know, college athletics, I may not even have a job right now with, with COVID. Mm -hmm. I could be scrambling like a lot of people. And there's a lot of people struggling, but Fortunately, that hasn't been the case for us. It hasn't been the case for my team this past year, and I'm I'm hoping that you know moving forward this year and years to come, we just keep growing and keep going. Yeah,
0: now it's good good way to look at things. And and you brought up COVID, which is one of my questions. Has it impacted you at all in, in the slightest? I know sure, res- sure. the residential market was always always maintained. Right, you know, work. I know it didn't affect our our custom home
1: building. Yeah, I mean, so from a residential standpoint, my, my, you know, when, when it came through in March and I sent you a message early on, like, Hey, what are the rumblings on some of these jobs? What are you hearing? What are, Mm -hmm. you know, are you shutting down or are owners, you know, and, and it, it did eventually, you know, I think it kind of, it kind of caught up. So we were, I laid off my team for two months. So from March to May 1st, I guess, you know, they were laid off most of them, me and Conrad stayed working, vacant houses, exteriors, the weather was, you know, it was getting nice. So we were doing vacant houses, exteriors, you know, residential stuff. There was still some commercial stuff where we could get in restaurants at night and work by ourselves. And you just didn't know what was going to happen, you know? So for those two months, a lot of my commercial stuff got shut down, you know, no fault to, to anybody, but nobody really knew what to do. So the owners, the project managers, they pulled the plug on a lot of that stuff and, for those two months, it, it affected us, I guess, from from that standpoint and not being able to work, you know, keep my guys going. And that was the first time I had to lay my guys off in you know almost seven years. you know mm-hmm. where
0: since you started?
1: Before, yeah. before I took stuff over, there was mm-hmm. we were laid off all the time. you know, the winter months were slow. I don't want to be slow. I can't afford to be slow. you know so it did affect us, but 2020, like I said, it was it ended up being our best year, and you know it picked up after May. When I brought my guys back, it was just it was nonstop the rest of the year.
0: Not too many people can say that 2020 was their best year. That's awesome. Well,
1: from a business standpoint, for us, it it was. And yeah. you know, I'm um, yeah. We were fortunate, and yeah. you know, the family's healthy, the crew's healthy. You know, that's that's the biggest thing. Yes, You know, it not is. not saying that. Yeah. It was our best year from a personal standpoint, you know, sure, a lot, a sure. lot, lot to struggle with and, and get the mm-hmm. kids through things in school. And yeah, was it stressful? Yeah, absolutely. Right. You, yes, know, but, it. you know, you just, you just got to keep pushing. Got to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, man. So outside of work, obviously you're a family man. What do you like to do that you're passionate about? What are your hobbies?
1: So I guess that, and I need to, I need to, work on that a lot more, but I, I, you know, <laughs> I, right. So, you know, you get busy with work and, yeah. you know, tied up with the family and, and different things. So self-care for me, you know, yeah. I need to find a lot more time for it. You know, I, I try and get up by no means am I, do I do it every day, but you, you know, you want to get up early and when it's quiet and try and get stuff done and, you know, focus on some things before you, you get into the week and, and stuff like that. So coaching, My son and, you know, my daughter in sports, my youngest daughter is only 15 months, so she's not into that stuff just yet, but just his Mm -hmm. watching, you know, my kids have their own friends and, you know, start to build relationships. And now they're, you know, their parents are our friends and watching those kids grow is, you know, big for me outside of my own kids. You know, I, I love being involved in the community, you know, with different things, trying to help out when we can, different animal rescues and, and, you know, donations. And, you know, that's definitely stuff that we, you know, as a company and personally in my family, that's what we want to do. And that's what we want my kids to see and, and grow up around, you know, you squeeze in some golf every now and then, not as much as I would like and <laughs> not as good as I would like, but you know, the golf and I had, you know, the, obviously a big baseball guy, the Phillies mm-hmm. games, we would go to a lot, you know, Sunday afternoons with the, the Phillies games and go with my son or my daughter, or my family, that's obviously shut down. So, you know, it'd be nice for that to come back at some point. Not that I'd jump into it right away, but just, you know, just being around friends and, you know, my close family and, you know, just trying to love life.
0: Yeah, man. Very nice. So if someone wanted to get into construction, what would be your advice on how to do that?
1: There's, you know, contractors everywhere. I mean, you you have to you have to find the right one, I guess, you know, just because their contractor don't mean that they're doing it the right way. You hear nightmare stories mm-hmm. all the time of, Hey, I hired this one. He said he had insurance. He, you know, so I've had high school kids, you know, their parents or the kids in general reach out and, you know, say, Hey, I'm, I'm maybe looking to get into a trade after, after high school, you know, so from a, a, a personal standpoint, if somebody wants to get into it, I mean, just, just reach out to somebody, you know, how did you get into this? Ask questions. You know, that's, that's not something that, you know, was given to me that, Hey, go talk to this person. Or even though there was a a painting company that was in my family, it was always go to college, go to college. It was, Mm -hmm. it was work harder or work smarter, not harder. Well, what's that mean? You know, I mean, I want to do both. I want to work hard. I want to work smart. And I think some of it has changed, but not as, you know, as you know, and not, not enough no, to certainly push not. kids towards the trade, but yeah. even high school kids, college kids, even if they're graduating with a major in something, that don't mean that you can't jump into construction, you know, I and mean, you can, you can go take a test, at a, you know, one of the locals and try and get in that way. But there's build a relationship somewhere. There's plenty from social media to there's so many more opportunities out there, ways to, to get in, it's not difficult. The work's out there. Yes, it, it is. it's you know, the trades are busy. So, you know, it, it's something that could be very obtainable and and successful and profitable and people do well.
0: Yeah, speaking of which, I don't know if you saw the article I posted on on social media. There's over 500,000 construction jobs available right now. And that's mainly in the in the residential, you know, mixed use right. you know, wood framing type projects. But there's certainly a lot of commercial commercial yeah. you know, as right. well. Right. That's incredible. I mean, yeah. that, it's incredible.
1: Right. You know, look at the numbers compared to some of the majors, you know, in, in college that they're coming out. And I don't <laughs> know what it is, 80 percent or whatever that you graduate. I'm um, a product of that. You graduate with a certain degree. You don't even work in that field anyway. You end up doing something else anyway. And then now you're in all kinds of debt and trying to get out of that. And for what? What was the point at the end of the day when you could have done, you know, something else?
0: Absolutely. And that's what this podcast is all about, man. I really appreciate you. uh, You joining me today, man. I knew it was going to be a good one. Great conversation. And just let everyone know a little bit about how they could reach you, your company, you know, website address, social media.
1: Yeah, so at Bigwoods Custom Painting on Facebook, you know, we post a lot on there. You see what we're doing. Job postings, you know, jobs, uh, awarded jobs and jobs, you know, stuff we have coming up. I mean, I'm scheduling stuff in in March right now. My March is almost full. So mm-hmm. Facebook, you know, LinkedIn, which I'm getting into a little bit more. I have I have a, a profile on there, I guess, just under Mick Bigwood. You know, obviously. Got it. Um, <laughs> we do have an Instagram. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but. I can shoot you the link to that. So there's, you know, different platforms that that we're on, but we're trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, grow that end of it too. One, you know, I guess from a marketing standpoint, but just to, like you said, if there's somebody out there looking to get into a trade and, you know, shows that interest, you know, there's ways to do it. There's this, you don't have to be stuck in, you know, this little pigeonhole that you can grow and and be successful. And, you know, we're trying to be an example of that.
0: Yeah, man. Love it. Thanks again for being here and uh, taking the time. It was a lot of fun. Nick, my man. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, hey, man. Talk to you soon. Yep. See you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Constructing Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at nicholasofac at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.